WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. In the studios with us, some great folks, good people, friends, Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Good to see you, Chuck. Good to see you, Bob. You got it, brother. Also, Brad Lawler, who's with the Home Team Inspection Services. They hire veterans, and we appreciate that. And Certainly, I hope that everyone uh, at the team had a, a good uh, Veterans Day a couple of months or weeks ago. They, they did. We had a nice celebration. Good, good. morning to you. Good Glad morning. Here. You can reach Home Team at 357-0813. And my son, Greg. Yep. 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 Uh, Instagram, you can reach him at We Sell Louisville. At Symbol. We the at Symbol, yes. You got it. Uh, you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. Coming up a little later on in the show, Brad, you're going to love this. Chuck, so will you and Greg. Uh, seven things to buy if you want to spend less on bills. Yeah, okay. I think this is seven things to spend seven money things. on to save money. <laughs> so spend it to like, save it. Yeah, we'll see if it comes out even. All right, so that's coming up. Let's go to the phones, get things rolling. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate. Oh, did, did, tell you what, hang on, hmm? back up. Oh. This is a special show. I meant to tell you this. Special show. Special. Special. Do, 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 do. So here's what happened. I was out in um, Arizona, a couple of. Um, months ago and i'm this was for a big mastermind all of our top remax agents in the country and i said okay what problems have you had this past year or two so they've told me the problems and then they told me the solution so this show actually is all about finding the problems that the folks these are some pretty tough problems We'll see how our experts in the studio would handle it, and then we'll go back to find out to test what they, they did, how Uh-oh. we did. Yeah, Uh-oh. I think it's a good idea. Anyway, so okay, special show. Let's do it. So let's start with Cindy. Cindy Cody, uh, Remax Twin City, Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. The problem I had, I had a wonderful couple who purchased a home and closed their home. This was their forever bungalow. And to, without their knowledge, they had purchased a home that used to be a marijuana grow-up. And um, their grandson actually had shown them pictures from many years ago of cops taking all these plants out of their home. And this is, they, they saw the pictures after they after, bought the house? Right? After they closed the house, okay. yes. A grow-up. I didn't know what that was. I said, so what's a grow-up? Well, uh-huh. they were growing pot plants yeah. in the house. So I guess in Canada they call it a grow-up. I don't know if they do that here, but anyway. Colorado, so, California. Okay, it was just tomatoes and hydroponic plants. Oh, it, I don't think so. But <laughs> okay, yeah. There's documentation so, apparently. So Chuck, as an attorney, what would you have suggested? And then we'll ask Brad, what would you have suggested that – so she represented buyers, mm-hmm. bought the house, they're living in the house, now what? I don't really see the problem, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I was really. going to side on Chuck's decision <laughs> on that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no current, there's currently no marijuana in the house. It's not something that gets into the drywall like meth. Okay. Uh, no harm, no foul. Though, would it have, should it have been, dis- I guess you couldn't, no. they weren't going to disclose. All right, Brad, from your standpoint, any problem? I don't know that I'm a real expert in those growing operations yeah, yeah. i know that they use a tremendous amount of water and they use a lot of electricity because yeah, they yeah. have lights running constantly so you, so you know yeah. the water so and the electric that's works. right we yeah. know yeah. that those are going to work that's a good way the cops catch this kind of stuff right is the use of uh right yep yeah yeah and, and uh, from a millennial perspective i've made many trips to colorado and i've 
well, friends. Let, and, let's stop there, you know, because... No, he's got friends. He's, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we're talking not, about yeah. friends. Friends gotcha. in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 honestly. But what I'm saying, just to back you up, as far as yeah. the stigma behind marijuana well, and everything, it's... I, I don't see a stigma, though. No, at least not is, a legal right, stigma. Well, the stigma from the old commercials from 1980s ah. of, of the marijuana insanity that makes you, if you're still in that mindset, things have changed. Go visit Cal- Colorado. Go visit California. There are many people who will do amazing type educational visits to co-op, to grow-ops that are legal and are happening every day. So, Okay. All right. There so, shouldn't be. But the problem, no problem. So let's yeah. find out yeah. what happened with Cindy uh, and her clients. Yeah, what they did, Bob, is they uh, called the attorneys, which was a godsend because it calmed them down a bit, and they figured out all the, you know, what they could do, should do, whatever, and they actually are still living in the house and very happy, but it's really good that we had um, lawyers that we trust. See, and that's a, key, that's a key point. It's lawyers that you can trust to make sure that we everything is done legally and there are no problems. And there are Canadians, yeah. right? Because I heard house. Hoosh. Yeah. It is in the house. Canadian. In the house. house. Yeah. 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 Now, totally different scenario if yeah. it's a meth house. Because yeah. that stuff that's gets in the drywall. Yeah. That, can, yeah. that's, that yeah. can be a problem. That Not only is that asked on the disclosure, yeah. but if there if there is, that's a whole series of separate disclosures. You've got to pull yeah. out drywall. Drywall. There's chemicals involved. This is a tomato plant. All right. So let's move on now. And here is a good buddy of mine who's from the great state of Hawaii, Ooh. my buddy Dano. Aloha, this is Dano Sales from Remax Lifestyle in Maui, Hawaii. Yeah. My problem recently is I had four sellers that were siblings and they were all in a trust. And they were represented by an attorney trustee that had a favorite realtor that he wanted to list the property with. Well, after six months of not selling the property, the siblings called us to get their property sold problem was they had to have unanimous decision on everything before we could get the deal done. So this turned into a nightmare. This is a problem not only in Hawaii, but all over the country. Yeah, well, it's apparently a little bit different. He said that uh, he had to get all four of them together and they had to be unanimous. In Kentucky, that wouldn't even fly. Cause How does it, yeah. in, in Kentucky, a trustee owns the property in trust. Mm-hmm. It's not the trust that owns the property. It's the trustee. It's like a percentage, technically? Yeah. No, no, he doesn't own a percentage. It's that uh, the Chuck Crosby trustee of the uh. Crosby yada, yada, yada is the owner of the property, not the beneficiaries of Chuck and Sherry Crosby. Uh-huh. So, so you're you can, in charge. You can only deal with the trustee, not the beneficiaries. Now, some trusts uh, that I've seen here recently will have a um, and it's real common with that form that you see the the land trust people um, will say that uh, everything has to be done with the consent of the beneficiaries. But that's just a matter of getting proof that the beneficiaries consented to let the trustee do this. The trustee is still the one doing it. Mm-hmm. In so, his case, he had multiple people who he needed yeah. to get. So here's what happened with Dano and uh, how he fixed this whole thing. We got legal counsel and our legal counselors advised us to just work with the trustee and not to deal with any of the siblings directly. And he also advised us in the future, when you take the listing, that you make sure that this is clear, that you'll deal with one person and not four people. So that and that stands true. So all agents. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've actually seen that a couple times. It's the same way with uh, um, similar uh, yeah. with uh, executors and things like that. There are ways around it if if it's an executor. But uh, the fact of the matter is, the beneficiaries, the heirs, the whatever, 
uh, you deal with the person who the document says deal with. So, and so back up here. So if you're an executor or executrix, you're in control of the estate. Yeah, I believe uh, I was looking at a case here not too long ago. Uh, the, it works the same way. The executor is the yeah. one that owns property, uh, you know, as executor, not uh, not the trust or not the uh, not the estate, but there are ways with that. Uh, let's say that the uh, uh, the executor or the executrix doesn't have power to sell, or they're an administratrix. Well, that's a three eighty nine A action. Is what is that? That's where you get court permission to sell the property. That's one way to go about it. Uh-huh. The other way is well, property can transfer inside and outside of of probate, so you can actually deal with the heirs and have them sign off on the deed. But we always 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 get the executor and then the heirs on the deed if we're trying to go in that direction. But it's always good to have the sisters or brothers, whoever is oh, yeah, you gotta have, in agreement. Oh, you want to have it in agreement. Otherwise, you know, if, if we were to, let's say that you got a deal and, and the executor has power to sell and yeah. all of a sudden you get you know, somebody popping up and saying, hey, oh, we're going to sue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, I, I can sit there and say, well, legally they don't have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. but the rule of thumb is, uh, yeah, you may be able to win in court, but if you're in court, you lost. So just FYI, on a little separate topic before we continue, we just had a really, uh, not so much unusual, but a upsetting uh, situation that, Chuck, you were involved mm-hmm. in. We had listed my one of my client's homes, and it was his dad's house. Mm-hmm. And at the time of the listing, uh, which was... The beginning of fall, dad was still alive. His dad mm-hmm. was still alive. So he had power of attorney to list. Mm-hmm. Over the process of a couple of weeks, dad, his dad passed away. Uh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, this is the one where, uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm the... Without giving names, but yeah. Right, right. I'm the executor of the will, yada, yada, yada. The fact is you're nothing until the will is filed in probate. A will is a piece of paper until you put it in front of the judge and the judge says, yep, this is a will, and then they record it. Yeah. Uh, and as I remember with those people, they promptly got an attorney. They promptly filed probate, right. and uh, I think it only held stuff up by a few days. Yeah, it was it was minimal. If but at all. But <laughs> the, the shock was, I mean, they didn't... And I'm sure they were in mourning. They mm-hmm. didn't telegraph to me that yeah. that dad had passed away. Had I, they done that? And we okay, so we've got to take yeah, action. Yeah. But so well, just note, folks, yeah, there is a change on their behalf. Yeah. They 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 didn't know any better. No, they didn't. No. And nobody yeah. knows better with that. You know, yeah, you're it's dealing tough. with you're dad a tough dying time. Yeah. And, yeah. and everybody thinks that a will. I, I get that call all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm the executor. Well, where is it filed? Where is it probate? Oh, we haven't done that. It's like, well, then you're not the executor. So, Chuck, just to walk this through, because we have a lot of folks who have older parents mm-hmm. who maybe are in their 80s or 90s mm-hmm. or and maybe they're heading towards the end. I'm trying to be very polite yeah. here. At the end of the, their uh, their yeah. time. So what should the the kids, the adults, the baby boomers, whatever they are, what should they be doing right now to prepare but mm-hmm. knowing that this is a very sensitive yeah. subject for... Well, it, it's, it's done with pretty much any kind of estate planning where um, you talk to mom and dad, make sure they've got a will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with a will, it's not just a will, it's a durable... It generally, we'll put together the will, a durable power of attorney, a health care surrogate, and a living will. That way you've got pretty much all the bases covered. The problem is people are living longer than... Uh, you know, uh, the they norm. used to. Yeah, so right. Alzheimer's, yeah. incompetency, that sort of thing is becoming a really big deal. If you don't get that stuff done prior to them becoming incompetent, then it, there's, there's, it's a hard road to hoe. 
so what so, do you because that's a very yeah. great point here well, so what do you do if they've already started down that path yeah of, Chuck okay. what do you do what before do you? he becomes incompetent <laughs> no, I, don't think, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I may be a couple of weeks away from that no, right? yeah, wink, wink, nudge, up, yeah. a wink is the same as a nudge to yeah. a blind yeah. wombat is that how that goes um, in any event uh, if they are already incompetent and there is not a power of attorney and nothing like that then you have to file uh, and become a guardian. Okay, now that takes roughly three months because there's a 30-day notice period, then, you know, another 20, 30 days to get in front of a judge, and then it's, you've got to wait 30 days to, because it's appealable, uh, and then you're the guardian. But that only makes you the guardian. Again, that pops us back to the 389A because if you're a fiduciary, you have to have a document that says you explicitly have the power to sell real estate. Uh, and if you don't have it, you have to file the 389A action and get the court's permission to do that. Now, that typically is another three-month process, 30 yeah. days notice, then about 30 days to get the order, and then there's an appeals period of 30 days. Now, you can you can get rid of that first 30-day period pretty easily if everybody signs off on it, uh, but you've got at least uh, a 30-day appeals period. Uh, it's one of the very few instances where a deed is void from the very beginning. If you try and file a deed uh, before that 30-day appeals period is up, it yeah. is void, period, not voidable, void. Void, which means if you've written a contract, the contract has to become yeah. void and then rewritten right. with a new date on it. Bingo. Yeah. So these are all things that I know this sounds crazy, folks, but these uh, uh, all of us as agents deal with this on a regular basis. And it's amazing how these things come in and out of play on and, and you start. It all comes together, but I, I still my eyes glass over when you start talking three eighty nine A's and all that stuff. It, it's it's a really great flow chart. It's it's yeah. burned into my head. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, if you ever have questions, just give me a call. Yeah, in fact, here's Chuck's number four nine nine six three six zero. He's a great guy, and certainly he'll help. All right, back to our our discussion in uh, mastermind in uh, Arizona a couple of months or, or so ago. Here is my buddy Nate. Nate Martinez, Remax Professionals. Phoenix metropolitan area. Okay, we had a challenge with a uh, particular buyer that was uh, uh, very detailed. Uh, one of my agents during the at the walkthrough wanted to have somebody else present, so I went with them to the walkthrough. Uh, this particular buyer was very negative, uh, very attacking on the house and the you know the seller and the other agent in our firm was representing the buyer. Uh, long story short, we had an unreasonable buyer. Uh, that we told, or I personally told, if not comfortable with the house, maybe we'd just cancel the, the, the purchase. Uh, they elected to move forward. One month after closing, uh, the buyer said the house had mold. So here's, here's the problem, and we're going to look at it from two angles here. So Nate represent, and his firm represent the buyer. The buyer closes and then comes back and says it has mold. So... We, where do we do? Where do we start with this from an inspection standpoint? So, as we talked a month or so ago yeah, about, about mold, mold yeah. it, you know, we got to remember there's three things that mold needs: it needs the food source, it needs the water, and it needs the right temperature, which is the temperatures we like. So, you have to remove one of those to get rid of the mold. The, the problem with mold is that it can appear in this as short as 24 hours. You know, we've we've seen mushrooms growing on tiles, yeah. that, you know, that pop up. So. You know, the, the challenge there is is where is it from? Where is the source? You know, what is his claim? You can test. You can do air tests. You can do, you know, direct sample tests to find out exactly what you have there. But 
it's very possible that a month earlier, a month prior, there was no evidence at all that an inspector would have seen, and it could have easily, you know, come up due to, you know, moisture intrusion is the is the the typical source. You where'd the water come from? Yeah, you know, something probably activated it, and that's why he's now seeing it. So from a legal standpoint, any any ground for that new buyer of this house to stand on it this Well, month? they would have to, uh, first off, find out what the damages are because you know, just saying I'm upset or I wasted my time or something like that is not a real damage and judges only care about real damages. So A, find out how much it is to fix the problem. Right. That's your baseline. Secondly, you're going to have to uh, somehow determine that the that it was there prior to this point because like you mm-hmm. said, they can, it can just pop up overnight literally uh and then you have to uh come to a conclusion that they uh knew or should have known about it and did not disclose it Mm. it's a that really is difficult when you think about it plus the amount of money that it would cost to actually remedy the problem frequently is a fraction Mm. of what it would cost to go after them Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's the practical aspect if the person is just being unreasonable well you know that's a really big uphill climb and they'll probably just let it go i know on our contracts there's uh, arbitration of course that's where that would head to. and then mediation and mediation mm-hmm. and, and whatnot but uh, you know if it was something that it was pervasive and they knew or should have known the sellers uh, and did not disclose it well yeah there's remedies for that but you know it, there's a fair amount of proof that they would have to dredge up it's not just a slam dunk in any yep. by any stretch so let's hear what happened with nate and how he handled it turned into a quite a uh, a battle uh, we offered to buy the house back for cash for what she had into the property. Uh, she chose not to do that and wanted double. So it was like a $350,000 house. Now she wanted seven hundred. And uh, so I would like the attorneys uh, or the home inspector, because the home inspector did not find any evidence of mold. Uh, and there was also the option for her to do a mold test and did not. So that's exactly yeah. what we just said. Right. So. You were right on target, gentlemen. So, so far, you're Boom. you're right on target. Well, and that's that's just an unreasonable person. Yeah. And the courts suss that sort of thing out. I mean, it's not like on TV where you go in with some you know BS case and the judges fall for it. The judge is not an idiot. They see this stuff every yeah. day. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, seven things to buy if you want to spend less on bills. More of uh, these of our agents, top agents in the country, some of their problems. Hope you're finding this interesting. These are cases that are happening as we speak. We are in the studio with my buddy Brad Lawler at Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Son Greg, you can reach him at Instagram at We Sell Louisville. You got it. And you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. 
and team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sekuller here with you with um, our guaranteed sell program that uh, Barbara Cochran talks about. Uh, we come out, we arrive at a price, we agree, we sell it. You can cancel it anytime with our guaranteed sell program. Call me 376-5483. In the studio, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499 Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection, 357-0813. My son, Greg, yes. who uses Instagram because he hates Facebook because I'm on it and the rest of uh, my generation Your is. buddy that does the YouTube videos, our friend, the yeah. guy we love there, yeah. he, he said only dinosaurs and alien lizard people get on Facebook to yeah. argue about politics. Uh, Instagram true, is true. the new wave okay. of quick information about your friends and family and things you want to see. All right, um, we've got a special show going on here. So first of all, we'll go back to that in a second. We've got a lot of friends of mine from around the country. We're out in uh, Arizona recently for a big mastermind for Remax, top agents around the country, and we talked about real-life problems that are going on in their world. More about that in a second. First, seven things to buy if you want to spend less hmm. on bills. So let's see if you guys are doing this. How many of us have low-flow shower heads? I do only because it's a new house. Okay, that's it. So you don't. You guys you, don't. No, I, I do too because I've got a replacement and that's there you go. all you can get. Yeah, I have all modified the my shower head. Knocked it out. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. took it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got on YouTube and figured out how to do it. Yeah. I oh, you knocked the, sh- the, the... Yeah, you can get in... You, yeah, I know. Because you don't like... You don't care about low flow. You just want the pressure on your... Absolutely. I Listen, got I've got a, a Moen. It's like 40 gallons per minute Some, or yeah. something, whatever. Yeah, Does that sound flow. right? No, it's what, a little high. I was going to say, that sounds high. It's it's whatever. It's really low flow, but it it is it feels great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you can if you don't want to do cut put a low flow shower head... You can take shorter showers. Yep. I I kind of said to my wife Sandy, I said, "Hey, how about some shorter yeah. showers?" And she looked at me and I he dropped. Was, he was I giving dropped me that. that my whole my whole childhood was yeah, you know, no, five but, minutes yeah. or under. When well, you when your wife looks at you when you make a suggestion, it's like <laughs> okay, never mind. So anyway, but you can install these shower heads that will really save you a lot of money. Um, the average family. Uh, uses up to 2,900 gallons of water per year plus the water heater 
well, doesn't have to work so hard, so you save money there, so you're conserving all the way around. We, we really have an a international water shortage. We're lucky here, but still. Wi-Fi thermostats, programmable Wi-Fi thermostats, yes? Got no. it. Let me, Got it. Let me yep. turn it down on my wife I can do that right, right now. Yeah. Right on your phone, it's... you can turn it down. <laughs> all right, so I have a, a, a water heater tank right now, but if mine goes, I'm thinking we go to a tankless. A tankless yeah, water it's, heater. It's, um, it's, it's, an instant, it's an instant heat. Uh, they called tankless hot water heaters. Yeah, really? uh, you need to. You have to be a little bit careful with that, depending on the size of your house, because it has to push water through pipes, and those have a little bit of a struggle. But if if they're strategically placed, they are great energy savers. Yeah. You see those those quite frequently. So you're not warming the tank. Oh, you're writing this up right now. You're not warming the tank. You're just pushing it out. It heats it up instantly, but you have to be able to vent it out to a chimney stack. Mm-hmm. So there's a you have to check on that. Yeah. Um, HVAC filters. Uh, we we talk about this time. Now is the best time to I'm go a proponent. today. Thirty yep. days, every thirty days. This one I kind of was a was a shocker. Hot water recirculation systems, where you keep the hot water running. Like if you've got a tank, mm-hmm. you run it through so that when you like, again, I'll use Sandy. She's gonna knock my block off here. If when Sandy like at night, she's gonna take makeup off, so she turns the water on. She wants hot or warmer water, so she lets it run mm-hmm. for a couple of. 20, 30 minutes. No, no, really, Ouch. just a minute or two. But it takes time. So if it's circulating, it's almost instantly hot is what it, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. hard to install? Right. Okay. So think about that. And if you have a, a boiler, which a lot of homes don't, but in mm-hmm. in old Louisville and mm-hmm. maybe in some areas in the Highlands, um, a outdoor reset boiler control, which can increase energy efficiency by 15%, which is good for when you're doing that. And finally... A faucet aerator. How about faucets? It's not your body now. Faucet, faucet aerator. aerator. So it, you, yeah. What is you, that? You probably have those already. If your water feels a little bit bubbly when you when you turn the sink on, uh-huh. you've got an aerator. It's a little screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little, yeah. A okay. Device, right. So it helps you save. But, but yeah. there's there's a lot of faucets that we see that do not have those. Believe it or not, and it comes out like the oh my god, like your hose. We're moving forward. My uh, fellow compadres from around the country at REMAX um, in Arizona, problems that they're having. Here's Teresa's problem. Teresa Cower with REMAX Accent in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, the worst problem we have was a foundation leak in a home. How bad? It was really bad. It flooded basically the entire home, um, and it ended up being like the sewage came in. Mm. It was really really bad it was a listing absolutely Hmm. so we've got sewage floods the home uh let's start brad i don't i don't know i mean a foundation leak and sewage typically don't go hand in hand hand. i'm i'm a little puzzled on that one yeah Uh, certainly a foundation leak that you know there's evidence of flooding that's if it was a septic tank would it uh could could it have backed up into that just thinking Man. about how close it would have to be to a house to come in through right. a foundation, that's, that's, yeah. that doesn't make – Sounds, like, be, that, that, sounds I mean, like the house I grew up in, but, you maybe, know, yeah, maybe. it's five um, feet away. Let's, from, right. All right, so let's find out uh, what happened with yeah. Teresa. Yeah. So you had to disclose that. Absolutely. Yeah. But first, it required that the homeowner repair it, obviously, mm-hmm. so, and it required them to be out of their home for almost three months. First, we had to take out the carpeting and the flooring. The walls had to come down. They had to find the, the problem. It was a, a tree root that had caused the problem. Then they had to correct the foundation problem, the plumbing problem. They had to make sure there was no mold. They, I mean, it was a 
kind of a nightmare, but they did the right thing. So it sounds like the tree root created the backup of sewage that got in through the basement leak that mm-hmm. got into the house. Yeah, yeah. that's a... We see that. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a messy <laughs> job. I it mean, is. something that might happen also here locally that is just equally as bad as if uh, there's a backup in the sewer system that comes out the uh, the toilet in the yeah. lower yeah. level, yeah. which has mm-hmm. happened. That's right. Yeah. 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 All right. But we are, we are right out of time. We, we're going to do this again next week, I think, sure. because we still have a whole bunch of these wild questions, and it's kind of different for what our audience is used to, but mm-hmm. these are real-life questions and real-life problems that our uh, folks are having. In the studios, we want to thank Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. They hire veterans. We do. Thank you. Are you still number one in the country? We are. Home Team Inspection Service. I think we've outwidened our lead a little bit. Oh, that's good. We should toot your horn a little bit more. Speaking of number ones, here's Chuck Crosby. Again, the Crosby Law Office is a great guy. Not only does phenomenal closings, but... He entertains as well. Uh, yep, and you can reach Chuck at four nine nine six three six zero. My son Craig, tooting. Well, I can't toot my own. Yeah, horn, you can't man. toot your own horn. Okay. Uh, you can reach Craig. Check out his photography, uh, Louisville 3D.com. It's amazing. And Instagram at We Sell Louisville, too. Instagram and then uh, LouisvilleHomesTV.com as well. And you reach me anytime, 376 Bob Sikoler. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.